Welcome to this Impossible Life podcast. I'm your host, Lisbeth Koning. In this podcast, I give my musings on mindset strategies to harness the power of I am to create possibilities. Hi, friends. Last episode, we talked about how you could improve your health so much just by drinking more water. Well, today, we're going to talk about another equally easy and yet often forgotten thing, breath. Breath can improve your health more than you even know. Do you breathe through your nose? Is it all the time? If you aren't, then you should. Did you know that nose breathing during exercise can decrease your total exertion by half? Half! I used to switch to mouth breathing when I would get really out of breath, but what I didn't know what is it wasn't actually helping me. I, once I learned, I switched to making sure I stayed with nose breathing, and it works. I've been doing that with my workouts for the last couple weeks. I try to measure my breaths, too. So just in a basic level, it makes sense that we should breathe through our nose. It's, it's a natural filter, but it also heats and moistens the air so that we can absorb it better. But I recently read the book, Breath, by James Nestor. And I learned that it does so much more, like aid in lowering blood pressure and easing digestion. Our nostrils actually open and close in response to moods, mental states, and maybe even in the moon. You have to read this book. Again, it's Breath by James Nestor. It is fascinating and such important information. So important, in fact, that just in case you don't read it or before you get to that, I want to share with you my takeaways that I think are so important to know. So nasal breathing is not new knowledge for humans, only forgotten knowledge. I love how much James Nestor goes into anthropology in this book and really proves the points that he's making with going to places where he can see human skulls and how they changed over time and what caused them to change and how we've had something happen in evolution that is actually not very helpful to us. But I'll let you read the book to get to all of those details. The important thing to know is that like one example is that indigenous peoples are one of the groups of humans who have known um, this information and kind of held on to it longer than than other groups. And that is one reason why a lot of them were much taller, and also had completely straight teeth. No dental problems. I, on the other hand, have many. (laughs) So he looks into, like, why is that? And they actually have many sayings in their culture that talk about how mouth breathing is really bad for you, and nose breathing is important, and they, like, after their children breastfeed, they'll close their mouth, or when they're sleeping, they'll close their mouth to train them to be breathing from their nose. So one of the major reasons for these changes um, was seen when we invented canned food. When our food got softer, our mouths got weaker. So one thing that you can do to improve the shape of your mouth so that your airways are better is to chew more. In fact, the more time 
an infant spends chewing and sucking, the more developed their faces and airways become. So right from birth, we are already kind of becoming at a deficit now because we used to breastfeed children from two to four years old, and that isn't so much the case anymore. I know for myself, I have been upping my raw veggies to get more of that chewing action because the damage can be repaired. When I read that, I was like, give me a carrot. (laughs) No, but for real, chew more. We can reverse the damage with more chewing and then also proper posture. And he goes into detail with this in the book. So one big way that nasal breathing helps is it boosts nitric oxide by sixfold, which that means we can absorb 18% more oxygen. So you can see how that would increase your athletic endurance. And we can improve all of this with breathwork exercises, many of which have come from places like monasteries in the Himalayas, more ancient knowledge. One of these is called resonant breathing. It's basically breathing in and out for 5.5 seconds each. That has been discovered to be the perfect breath length. So many religious groups have practices that lead to doing this, which is so crazy. Like we as humans have known this. It's like ancient knowledge and you'll find it in religious practices. So like the rosary will be that, um, meditation mantras, chants. These slower, longer breaths lead to higher carbon dioxide levels, which help us to absorb more oxygen. Um, For today's podcast... I seem to have a co-host, so if you're hearing some background purring, that is Emma. just wanted to introduce her. Hi, friend. I wanted to take a break from the episode to tell you about a new course I launched called The Mindset Makeover. Are you struggling with your mindset? Are you finding yourself self-sabotaging? Do you struggle with manifesting the life that you want for yourself? I built this course for people who recognize that they are getting in their own way. I talk about limiting beliefs and how to replace them, as well as simple daily practices that you can do to better your mindset. We also dive into self-compassion, mindfulness, meditation, manifestation, and habit hacks. And it's built with busy people in mind. Each section is made of short videos and worksheets that you can do at your own pace. You can learn more about it by clicking on the link in my Instagram bio. All right, back to the episode. Do you suffer from asthma? There was a lot about asthma and how you can reduce or eliminate your symptoms in this book. So there was this study that had people with asthma carry around a device that would measure their CO2 levels. As soon as those levels dropped too low... The people would stop, they would slow their breathing until that the CO2 levels went back up. Over four weeks, most of them had their symptoms seriously reduced or all the way disappear. So by breathing less, they could improve their asthma or like not have asthma. So if you have asthma, breathe less. If you don't have asthma, breathe less. <laughs> we are all chronic overbreathers. And overbreathing can cause all kinds of health issues, including like making our kidneys be a buffer which leads to depletion of essential minerals. I know this is getting really scientific, but just know 
breathing less is better. (laughs) And there are people who have harnessed the power of breath to be superhuman. You might have heard about them. There's YouTube shows, Netflix shows. Um, One of them is Wim Hof. So he submerged himself in ice for an hour and 52 minutes and had no hypothermia and no frostbite. He ran a full marathon in the Namibi desert with 104 temperatures and no water. A marathon. I mean, he's broken 26 world records. Training with Tumo breathing. Others have used the same breathing technique to cure their autoimmune disease symptoms. I mean, 50 million Americans suffer from an autoimmune disease. It's basically an immune system that starts attacking its own healthy tissues. And most of those um, doctors will have you take pharmaceuticals. And what they do is they ease the symptoms, but they don't address the real problem. So people like Chuck McGee have used the Wim Hof method of tumor breathing to move past like depression, to manage his diabetes, to lose weight, and so many others. There's so many stories of people using heavy breathing in this Wim Hof method to eliminate the symptoms of their diseases. So are you convinced? Do you want to try tumor breathing? I'll describe it here, but know that there are tons of resources online. There's even like retreats you can go to but basically you lie flat with your head on a pillow and you relax your body you take deep breaths into the pit of your stomach and let it out just as quickly and you do that 30 times so 30 cycles and on that 30th one on the exhale you let out your air until you have about a quarter left in your lungs and then you hold that breath for as long as you possibly can When you reach your limit, you take one huge inhale and hold it for 15 seconds. Then you exhale and start the heavy breathing again. And the idea is that you repeat this pattern for three to four rounds. And a lot of people will add in cold exposure as well. It's basically flip-flopping the body between high stress and complete relaxation. It makes the body more adaptable and flexible. It gets it used to having like a lack of oxygen and then an increase in carbon dioxide and just like getting used to being able to have these extremes. And becoming more flexible to carbon dioxide levels can also help with anxiety. There's a ton of studies on that. Well, what we need more is carbon dioxide and this comes from breathing less. It's one thing to consciously think about breathing, but many of us do mouth breathing at night, and this can be hugely detrimental to our health. Um, One of the things that James Nestor did was he and another guy purposely blocked their nose so that they had to mouth breathe for 10 days, and it's crazy how fast their health declined. And then they only nose breathed for the next 10 days and did the same studies and stayed tests and it was crazy how quickly they could come back and like improve and like in um fix the problems that they had caused by doing the mouth breathing mouth breathing at night leads to snoring and sleep apnea 
And both of those things lead to even more health problems. So what can you do if you think that you are mouth breathing at night? Well, you can use a little medical tape right in the middle of your mouth, right just between the two lips to keep them shut. And in the book, the one he was describing people doing this, I guess there's all kinds of methods. Some people like really tape up their mouth, but he found that you can just use just a little medical tape. And the first night you might only be able to keep it on there for a short time. But the idea is that you keep doing it every night and then you can do it longer and longer until you've trained yourself to be breathing from your nose and not your mouth. All right, friends. So for better health, what do we need to do? breathe, (laughs) or at least breathe less. (laughs) Um, You can integrate a breathing practice into your daily life. You can try an alternate nasal breathing. I actually just did a reel on this on Instagram, so head over to my Instagram and check that out. You can do resonant breathing with your meditation. So if you're meditating already, just integrate having that perfect breath length. There's also apps. I just tried Breathwork um, today, and that was pretty awesome because it guides you with, um, there was vibration on my phone and sound, and then also like a picture that told me when I would breathe in and when to breathe out. You could try, I don't even know how to say this correctly, but Buteco breathing. You can try nose songs, hypoventilation, tumo breathing like we talked about. Sudashen Kriya, box breathing, 478 breathing. I mean, there's so much out there. And James Nestor even has a website with breathing exercises on it. So check it out. Pay attention. I know that's what I started doing as soon as I started reading the book is thinking, wait, am I nose breathing? (laughs) Um, It's something that we can pay attention to, bring awareness to, and improve our health with and pass this on. So if you found information in this helpful, please pass the episode on, shout it out in your um, Instagram stories and tag me and I will tag you as well because I appreciate you listening. Um, I am at Lisbeth underscore Koning on Instagram. I look forward to connecting with you and I hope that you have a fabulous week of breathing less and through your nose.